Hey y'all, I'm Elisa. And I'm Samantha. And welcome to Watch for Deer. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so happy Friday. Yay, it's Friday. We are so close to Christmas. So close. Don't remind me. So I got a phone call today. Okay. And uh, somebody was asking me, <clears throat> they said, Samantha, how do you have time to do a podcast with everything that you do? And I know I've not discussed everything that I do here, but like I do a lot of stuff. Maybe you should enlighten us. Well, but this is not what that's about. <laughs> so, um, and he said, he said, when I saw that, he was like, oh my gosh. He goes, where's that? I want to listen to it and all this stuff. And I told him, and he said, watch for deer. He goes, that sounds like a hunting podcast. And I was like, no, you know, like when you say, watch for deer in Appalachia. When you say watch for deer, you say that to people that you care for because there's yeah. deer in the road all the time. Everywhere. And I said, you know, watch for deer. Like, we love you. And he goes, well, what's the podcast about? And I said, serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mostly about serial killers. I mean, it's about other stuff, other scary stuff. Yeah. And we're just telling you all to watch for deer. Because we love you. Because we love you. And we're teaching you something here. Yeah. This is a, this is a lesson. This is our heritage. <laughs> This is our heritage. Yeah, watch for deer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I like it. So yeah. now so now you know so where that came from. Yeah. yeah. That's what that so, is. When I was researching and and trying to get the podcast off the ground, mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of research and it came across and it said when you pick a name, you want to pick something that defines who you are. And something that's very catchy. Yeah. So, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, we're from southern West Virginia. You know, we're in a real rural, rural area, so watch for deer. Right. You know, people people say that all the time. All right, see you later. Watch for deer. Mm -hmm. and, and, too, when he said that, too, how do you have time to do this? I do nothing. I really just show she up. That's nothing. it. That's, that's it. And I see that you have a uh, – I also told you, too, you said <laughs> – we had mentioned something when we recorded last time, and it was funny. It's not yes. going to be funny now. We will tell you what it was. It's not going to be funny <laughs> now. But when I was listening to the latest release, I was like, well, where is that part where you said it was like <laughs> podcast foreplay? And you're like, no, we were just talking about that. So I've made a new rule <laughs> that we're not allowed to talk at all until we start until recording. Until we hit play. Yeah. Because so every time like we every time we record, we redo the intro. You know, hey, I'm Elisa. Hey, I'm Samantha. Watch for deer. Or, you know, this is Watch for Deer. Even though it sounds exactly and the same. And Samantha says, time. do we really have to do this every time? I was like, well, no, I can go pull oh, it. That's what it and was. And you said, well, I don't know. I kind of like it. It, it kind of puts me in the it mood. It puts me in the mood to do the and podcast. I, I said, that's right. It is podcast foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't record it, and I was so disappointed whenever. <laughs> so you were listening for it on so, the episode. Yeah, and, so and now we're not allowed to talk. But so. I see that you have a white sheet of paper over there. And I again, do. I don't know anything. What it is. Do you, am I going to know about it? Probably not. Well, You're so sheltered. I am sheltered, but I've got something uh I'm hijacking this podcast. You are? Shut your mouth. This podcast has been hijacked. Time out. I want to give a shout out. Are you ready? Yeah. So when I was doing this podcast, I joined a podcaster support group. <laughs> 
for moral support and to ask questions, okay? Okay. So every weekend, they do a wank fest weekend. That's what it's called. And you post your recent episode or what you've worked on in the past week. Yeah. So I shared our last episode over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And as I'm scrolling and I'm looking, I come across this one podcast that kind of stands out to me. And it's called A Couple of Sassholes. Uh-huh. And I instantly fell in love with the name. Uh-huh. So I commented and I was like, okay, hey, I legit love the name. Like, I'm going to give it a listen. I freaking love these girls. They're from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I actually messaged her. And I messaged her. I was like, I love you guys. Like, I listened to your episode and they're hilarious. A couple of sassholes. A couple of sassholes. Okay. So you you all need to stop right now. Go look look it up. A couple of sassholes. Well, don't stop right now. No, not right now. But I mean after. You know, document it. Save it. Go check them out because they are so funny. They're two best friends and they do a podcast together. What and is theirs like, about? I love you. True crime and crazy stuff. That's what everybody That's does. That's what everybody does. Everybody loves true crime and crazy stuff. Okay. So. And it's called Wank Fest. It's a, it's a, what did you say it was? Yeah, it's called Wank Fest Weekend or Weekend Wank Fest. Something like that in the, in the support group. Are we a hundred percent sure that's what you think it is? Yeah. Mm, but is it? I'm going to send you a screenshot. Don't. <laughs> send you a screenshot of the Wank Fest. <laughs> Why would they name it that? I don't know. Mm-mm. But I think it's fun. Don't you screenshot a thing and send it to me. <laughs> Why not? No, ma'am. Can we get back to me hijacking Let's go. This Let's podcast? hijack. I'm excited. Okay. Look and at my you. face. Hopefully don't know anything about this. Okay, let's go. I'll save mine for the next recording. <clears throat> let's go. Okay, and and if I do a terrible job, I'll never do it again. It's fine. <laughs> let's skip over this. Also, you'll do fine. We're going to remember that I'm a teacher. And I'm going to try not to teach this, right? I'm, not, I'm going to try not to teach the serial killer thing. Don't teach people to be serial killers. It's mm. not cool. I'm going to try my best not to. Ladies and gentlemen, let this be a disclaimer. We are not condoning this behavior. <laughs> this this releases us from all wrongdoing. <laughs> okay. So, okay, let's go. first of all, you're going to be super proud of me because I kind of got the hives a little bit <gasps> while writing this. Oh, I'm so excited. And it was really hard for me to write this, and I've been working on it for a while. I love you. Okay, so are we ready? I'm so ready. Are you so so ready? Okay. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Bobby Joe Long? No, Bobby Joe Long. Bobby Joe Long. And our listeners that are around here may not have heard of him either, but we need to mention something about Bobby Joe Long. Okay. Bobby Joe Long. Was born in Canova, West Virginia. Like our Canova? In 1953. Yes. <gasps> that's kind of recent. Like, I mean, not like super recent. That kind of, that's like, ooh, like oh, this goes, years. this goes all, I mean, this goes up until, yes. <gasps> Bobby Joe Long was born in Canova, West Virginia in 1953. Now, how I heard about him is at school we do a social studies fair and somebody had actually done their social studies fair on one of his victims okay when i was judging i was like oh my gosh i remember this story so i had like a memory of 10 years ago driving to work with a friend 
and her telling me about this guy. And I had forgot about him because bad stuff I throw away. I do a brain dump. But this podcast has a way of bringing stuff out of your brain. So, and she's, she's a little bit older than me. And her husband at the time uh, uh, was also older than me. He remembers the mom. (gasps) He remembers the mom. Oh, my God. I remembered that when I saw that, that he yeah. remembered the mom. Okay. So, that being said, here we go. Okay. Let's Are you go. ready? I'm so excited. So, let me move my microphone over here. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Bobby Joe Long was born in Canova, West Virginia in 1953. His parents divorced when he was a little boy, and his mama moved him to Florida. He started hating women at a young age, and it was because of his mom. His mom worked in a bar, wore revealing clothing, and brought different men home all the time. Oh, she was a flues. Mm-hmm. Bobby Joe was failing school, and it is said that he slept in the same bed with his mom until he was 13. But I also read that it didn't stop until he was 16. Now, I'm not saying incest or anything like that. He just slept in the bed with her. Okay. Whenever she didn't have random men over. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. When he was a young teenager, he met his soon-to-be wife, Cynthia. They were married in 1974, and they had two children together. Cynthia has said that even though it wasn't a great marriage, things didn't turn violent until he was hit by a car while he was riding a motorcycle. This accident caused him to be hospitalized for several several weeks, and his temperament started to change. He had never hit her before. But now, he was physically violent with her. Like, I wonder, super violent. Grabbing her by the hair of the head, oh banging God. her head on the ground, like, violent, violent. So, do you know if it was, like, a frontal lobe injury? Because, typically, that's super common <clears throat> when it affects, like, a person's personality. Well, this one, she said, changed him. Like, he was always temperamental, but this changed his, and he was physically violent now. And uh, it also, uh, well, just let me go. Okay. She also says this is when she's seen his sex drive change and he was violent and compulsive in that area also with Mm. his wife. Cynthia divorced Bobby Joe in 1980 and he shacked up with a lady named Sharon Richards, Richard, when he eventually and he eventually started assaulting her. Also, I need to say, did I say that his mom moved him to Florida? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is going on in Florida. Okay. Uh, he had shacked up with uh, Sharon Richards, and he was uh, now assaulting her. Okay. And when I say assaulting, I mean physically, sexually assaulting. I just really don't like to say that one word. So I, I got you. Okay. He also sent a very, very young girl some inappropriate letters and pictures, which earned him a short, short stint in jail and probation. Ew, I'd have murdered him. Oh, just hang with me. This This is a crazy ride. Crazy rod. <clears throat> now, ladies, this is where I want you to pay attention. Because I know many of you sell stuff and purchase things from ads and like Facebook and Marketplace. If you do, I'm telling you now that you're not allowed to sell things or purchase things without someone present from this moment forward. I because agree. it is dangerous. Yes, I agree. Bobby Joe looked for ads, for furniture, for sale signs in the houses, and other items that he knows that women would sell, not men. Oh, he's praying. <clears throat> he's hunting. If he went to check the items out, 
and these ladies were alone, he would assault them. Oh, my gosh. He did this and got away with more than 50 rapes. Oh, my God. More than 50? God, he's depraved. More than more than 50, yes. Wow. They know of 50. So he was a predator. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to briefly tell, tell you about some of his victims that he murdered, but there is one in particular we're going to discuss further because her story is sad, but it's a triumphant story. Okay. And it's really, the story is amazing. So even though I'm going to say what I'm going to say, it's not to brush over these women, Okay. but we really want to hone in on one of them. Okay. It's really mind-boggling, but first, we're going to talk about the murder. Okay. Bobby, who again was born and raised for a hot minute in Canova, West Virginia, until his mama left with him and went to Florida, is now on an assault spree. He eventually isn't satisfied with assaulting these women. He is about to make a leap to murder. Mm. His first murder victim was Artis Wick. She was a prostitute that he had picked up on the side of the road. Murder victim number two was Lana Long. She was assaulted and strangled to death. Victim number three was Michelle Sims. She was a prostitute, but this time he didn't strangle her. He stabbed her to death. Oh, gosh. The police was able to tie Lana's and Michelle's murder together because they had found the same kind of red fiber on both the women's bodies. Murder victim number four was Elizabeth Lodenbach. Lodenbach was not the same as the other women. She didn't have a criminal record. There was no drug use, and she wasn't a prostitute or a stripper. Okay. The fifth victim was Chanel Williams. This was harder for the police to connect to him because she was the only one he shot. Murder victim number six was Karen Disenfriend, and number seven was Kimberly Hopps. Victim number eight was Lisa McVeigh. But she didn't die. And we will circle back to Lisa in just one second. Okay. Murder victim number nine was Virginia Johnson. And, num- and murder victim number 10 was Ken, Kim Swan. Okay. And okay. all of this took place in Florida. All of this took place in Florida in the, in the early 80s. Okay. I think it was like around 1983 or 1984. Okay. But it was all in Florida. Okay. Now, let's go back to Lisa McVeigh. Okay. Lisa was 17, and she had a terrible life. Think of a terrible life for a young lady. What does that include? Well, abuse. Lisa was being physically and sexually abused by her step-grandfather. She was not living with her mother anymore because her mom and father were on drugs. So she was living with her grandmother, and her step-grandfather was abusing her. Oh, my God. On November 3rd, 1984, Lisa wrote a suicide note. Aww. That day, she wrote a, su- a suicide note. She couldn't take the abuse from her step-grandfather anymore. She went to work at Krispy Kreme, and at 2 a.m., she left work, got on her bike, and was going home to do the unthinkable. Oh, my gosh. However, she didn't know that something more sinister was about to take place. And she would, in fact, fight for her life. And she would live. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I just got chills all up and down my arms. Ugh. While Lisa was riding her bike in the middle of the night to go home to hand her grandfather her paycheck, 
She was tired from her night's work, and as she passed a church, Bobby Joe, who was driving a car in the opposite direction, turned his car around, jumped out, grabbed her, slung her in the car. <clears throat> Lisa screamed so loud that Bo Bobby Joe pressed a gun against her head and said, Shut up, or I'll blow your brains out. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Because of the abuse that Lisa endured, endured because of her step-grandfather, that wasn't the first time, the second, or even the tenth time that someone had threatened her in this manner. So while I'm sure she was terrified, it wasn't the first time for her. No. Later on in life during an interview, McVeigh said she, you'd be surprised about the survival skills you have when you're in, your, when you're in a position like that. She had watched many legal TV shows, and she knew to start paying attention to everything. What this 17-year-old girl does is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Is amazing. She was going home to end her suffering, and this happened. Oh, just what? Just what? I just want oh you all to wait. Gosh. Just wait. Like, that her gives me chills. Like, she was going home her, oh, to her, end it. Her, you just wait. <clears throat> so, she had watched many TV shows and everything. Bobby Joe, who we need to remember, was born in Canova, West Virginia. Okay. Bobby Joe blindfolded... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Bobby Joe blindfolded her mm -hmm. and threw her in the car. She had a small slit in the, in the blindfold, and she started peering through the blindfold... To get a description of the car she was in. Oh, my gosh. The interior was red, she said. No. She knew the direction they were going. And once the car stopped and he got her out of the car, she even counted the steps from the car to his apartment. Smart girl. <clears throat> this 17-year-old girl was braver, more street smart, and savvy than any 17-year-old I have ever heard of in my life. And she wasn't done. Get it, girl. What happens to her inside Bobby Joe's apartment is awful. But the resilience of this young lady is inspiring. Oh, my gosh. Smart girl. Smart girl. For almost 30 hours, Bobby Joe assaulted, beat, and repeated, repeatedly abused young Lisa. Mm. While in his apartment, Lisa tried to make human connections with him. She said she had made up stories about a wonderful life she had and that her father was ill and she was the only one that he had to assist him. She would also press her fingerprints up against anything she could. Anything and everything. She thought for sure she was going to be killed. And if that was the case, she wanted her fingerprints all over that apartment. Mm -hmm. She even lied and said she was going to pee in the bed if he did not let her go. And when he finally agreed to let her go to the bathroom, there wasn't a place she didn't touch in there. <laughs> she even put her fingerprints under the sink bowl. She would say things to him like, you seem like a really nice guy. I could be your girlfriend. People don't know. People don't have to know how we met. I can be your girlfriend. She knew not to fight him and to allow him to be the boss. Remember, this is a 17-year-old girl that is being repeatedly assaulted beaten and abused and she has enough composure to humanize herself and leave evidence everywhere 
and try to make a connection. <clears throat> with she's him. trying to make she's a human trying connection. Her best to flip that switch on in him. And she doesn't know that he's already murdered 17, mm. 17, or not 17, I'm sorry, not she's 17, uh, seven girls at this time. Seven, eight girls, yeah. yeah. She, she doesn't know this. Well, we know where the red fibers come from. Mm-hmm. And also, you all need to know that she was blindfolded the whole time she was in there. The whole time she was in there, she's blindfolded, but there's a little tiny slit in it that she can barely see out of, but she's blindfolded. He doesn't take this off of her. Not even in the house. He never took it off of her. Oh, wow. So she's doing all this with only a little bit of vision. And she doesn't know that she has already, that he has already murdered and raped several women. After 27 hours of torture, Bobby Joe Long drove Lisa McVeigh to an abandoned business at 4.30 in the morning and led her out of the car. Oh, no. He doesn't know that she got another piece of evidence while riding blindfolded. The light hit the dashboard just right, and she saw the word Magnum on the dash. Now she knows it's the red interior of a Dodge Magnum. Mm -hmm. Before he pulled out, he told her to do three things. Don't remove your blindfold. Don't move for five minutes. And tell your father he's the reason you're alive. And she didn't even have... Oh, my gosh. Lisa waited. And when the time was up, she ran home. As soon as she got home to her grandmother's house, her step-grandfather accused her of cheating on him, beat her, called her a liar, and then raped her. Oh, my God. That POS needs shot right between the eyes. Lisa went to the police, and even though her mama said she was lying, the police didn't think she was, so they opened up an investigation. When Lisa heard about the murder victim in the area, she knew that Bobby Joe was the murderer. Mm. So two or three days later, she heard of another victim, and she knew that was him. Because there was two. There was two females after he let Lisa go that he killed. He killed two more times, so this is the first one. He, after he let her go. And she knew this was, this was. It was him. It was him. Oh my gosh. Also, have I mentioned that this man was born and raised for a while in Canova, West Virginia. Because oh if I haven't. You know now. You know now. Oh my gosh. Whenever she heard about the first victim after she was she released, released. She called the police. The police wanted to have her hypnotized. But since she was underage, they had to have the permission from a guardian. And they're not going to do that because they're buttholes. Well, step-grandfather had been abusing her for years. He was not going to allow this to happen. And Lisa wasn't going to allow Bobby Joe to continue his murder spree. So Lisa tells the cops what the grandfather had been doing. And that human piece of shit went to jail and died shortly while in custody. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Get it, girl. Man, she really, like, she's so courageous. Yes. Like, she's insane. And just, and think about this. This is all happening. She was going home. To end it. There's always a better option. Think about this. It just, but we're not done. We're not done. This is great. I mean, this, this woman is. I have goosebumps. She is. She's something. She's a dandy. Look at this. I have goosebumps. Do you? I really do. Did I write this well? You're a good storyteller. Did I write this well? I may have just lost my job, (laughs) y'all. All All right. So now 
Lisa, since her grandfather died, grandmother, they know that she was allowing it. Lisa is living in the center for runaway teens and working with the police to solve the mystery of who this man is. Since Lisa was so smart and kept her head on what can only be imagined as the worst experience on earth. Yeah. Only 12 days after her release from Bobby Joe, he was arrested. All of that happened. Wow. That fast. Happened in 12 days. She practically led the cops to the man's house. Dang, girl. At 17. mm Mm-hmm. She was able to identify him in a lineup because she had seen his face briefly. And when he was assaulting her, she had her hands on his face feeling to see what it looked like. Shut your mouth. She is brilliant. Somebody needs to pay for this girl to go to college because she's going places. Well, this was back in the 80s. She's going places. This is back in yeah. the 80s. That's insane. That she thought to... I did never thought to feel somebody's it's face. 1984. 1984, she was 17. That's bonkers. Between the time Bobby was released and his capture, he killed two more young women. Mm. But don't leave me now, people, because the story is far from over. Are you serious? And did I mention that he was born and raised for a little bit? In in Florida. In Canova, (laughs) West Virginia. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Once in custody, Bobby, Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe Long, was interrogated and interviewed on camera. You can look up his name on TikTok and see these videos for yourself. During the interview in 1984, Bobby Joe Long says, Each time I did it, I couldn't believe I did it. They are trying to portray me like I'm some kind of creature, right? I was just like everybody else out there. 99% of the time, I was as normal as he is or he is or anybody else is. But there's that 1% of the time, or whatever, there's some kind of problem here. Oh, my gosh. And listen, when you do get on TikTok, because I know if you're going to listen to this, you're going to get on TikTok and look this up. This man looks normal. He looks normal. Just like your average Joe. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Oh, my God. He also said that it was very easy to tell from the very minute he grabbed McVeigh that she wasn't like the others. And that's probably... Why she's still alive today, walking around. Mm. Seen a spark in her. So, you should really go look this guy up on TikTok. He really does look normal. You wouldn't notice him anywhere. His name shouldn't be Bobby Joe Long. It should be Normal Norman. Normal Norman. (laughs) Normal Norman. Bobby Joe's a pretty good, like, you know, standard American name. Hey, Bobby Joe. Yeah. I'm telling you, he looks... He looks like it's crazy because a lot of the times you can see like, you know, a serial killer and you can see like, you know, their eyes are empty or you can just see the crazy. I mean, you can when you watch those videos, you can see the crazy. <clears throat> but I think a lot of that has to do with because, you know, he's, you know, he, you know, yeah. he's evil. If you saw him out, you wouldn't know this. No clue. Mm-mm. <clears throat> He said he isn't proud of anything he had done, and it's not a pleasant feeling to have done the things he did, and doesn't understand why he even did it. I was going to say, why'd you do it then? Well, I know why he did it. Because he is a walking, talking bag of dog crap. Garbage. Absolute human garbage. He is human evil garbage. Evil garbage. 
And just so you know, when I was topping this up, I was so angry. Were you were you like finger pecking hard on just, the keyboard? I was so ang- I'm just so angry. But anyways, <clears throat> when he was arrested, he called his ex-wife Cynthia. He said, I did it. I killed those girls in Tampa, Florida. She didn't believe him at first, but he then said, tell my parents and our kids that I was killed in a car wreck. And (gasps) Cynthia told him she's not going to lie to anybody for him. Mm. Bobby goes to court and there's a video of him spitting towards the camera and the cameraman. Just in court? In court, spitting, just spitting. Oh my God. Bobby Joe Long was convicted of first degree murder, armed burglary, aggravated assault, kidnapping, robbery, sexual battery, and on July 25th, 1986, he was sentenced to death. He died on May 23rd, 2019 by lethal injection. That's just like... He was 65 years old. From 1986 to 2019, Florida taxpayers had to pay That's for this man crap to when live they, in jail. They, I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand with our justice system. If you are convicted of a murder, and I know like sometimes there's wrongful convictions, there should be maybe a shorter time period to where they wait. Especially if, I mean, he admitted but to if it. he admitted like he and was... everything, the moment that that come down, they should have been like, okay, everybody stand up, follow us. We're going to the gas chamber. Let's go. <laughs> everybody get Just, up. We're moving let's rooms. Go. Let's we're going go. over. Let's go. We're, yeah. go. we're going to go knock him out, send him down. 1986 to 2019. He lived all his life. Yes. He was fed and yes. clothed and well taken care of. Yes. That is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But Lisa McVeigh grew up. She got a job at the Park and Recreation Office, but eventually put herself through Police Academy. No, she didn't. Police Academy? Get it, girl. She became a deputy in 2004 and worked in the same department that helped find and arrest Bobby Joe Long. Lisa also works as a middle school resource officer, telling her story and how to stay safe and what to do if you ever find yourself in a dangerous situation. Lisa, at 17, was riding her bike home one night to end her short life. Oh, my God. Only to end up saving countless women from being murdered by a man that was born in Canova, West Virginia. Isn't that crazy? Right there, dude. That was awesome. Holy Done. shit, that was really good. Was it? It was really good. Oh my gosh. Look, I still have chills. Bobby Joe really Long. Good. Oh yeah. my God. No, I never heard of that. Well, now you got to look up all this stuff on oh TikTok. Oh my gosh. Look up Lisa McVeigh. She's talking about it. <clears throat> Is she still alive? Yeah. Is she really? She's a police officer. Yes. Still. Oh my God, that's incredible. I do believe that she is 60 now. I think she's 60 yeah. now. Uh, but yeah, she's a police officer and... I don't, I mean, I don't obviously know her personally, so Man. I can't say, but I mean, her life turned out wonderful and she talks to kids now and how to stay safe from danger and That's from a girl who was going to go home and end her life to saving multiple women. If she hadn't got away, if she had not been so smart, how many people would he have killed? Because they only had the connection between the two with the red fibers, uh, where he was strangling the majority of them, but then he had went from a from that to stabbing and then a gun, and they could not catch him. 
Yeah, because he had so, so many different MOs because he was, you know, switching it up. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you can't help but think like, what if she would have made it home? And what if she would have done that deed? Think about how many, they may have never caught this guy. They may not have. They may have never caught this guy. But he, he's, he looks like a normal Norman. You would not pick him out of anything. He looks completely normal, but his name's Bobby Joe Long. And so I'm going to play you a soundbite now from real footage from Bobby Joe Long. Okay. And this is what he has to say. Okay. All of them. You know, and you're talking about a lot of them. A lot. A lot of lives just gone right down the tubes because of me. You know, in one way or another. And it's not a good feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling. I'm not proud of anything I've done. And the worst thing is I don't understand why. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. No, he says he doesn't understand why. But it's because you're you're eat up with evil. That's evil. You're a terrible person. Wow. He just... And he started all this by ads. He was... He looked through ads. He shopped. He, yeah. he shopped for his victims he knew. is what he did. He never went to cars. He knew that women weren't going to sell cars. He It was furniture. It was houses. And he would go. Sometimes there was somebody there he would leave. And if they weren't... Oh, my gosh. Then That's awful. 50, 50 women before he started murdering. 50 women were assaulted. Wow. Go on TikTok and look up the videos of him and, and watch Lisa talk about her story and wow. how she called... I mean, he's a monster. She, But, yeah. She persevered. Yeah. Get it, girl. It's persevered. Whatever. Not prep, but it's per. But we're just going to let it go. Persevered. Nope, ma'am. She persevered. She, yes, she did. Per. Now she's buried. No, she's not. I mean, not. he's buried. Now he's, he's buried. He's buried. He's buried. <laughs> so, that was awesome. Thank you. So you thank did really you. good. I'm going to let you, like, do the do the outro. What's that? No, oh, where you do the outro. Oh, I need it. She's like, I need it. <laughs> oh, the she, ending. Oh, I forgot to put it in my paper. You got to like do the yours. ending. Okay. Okay. So start right here. Don't cheat because I'll have to do this story next week. I won't. I'll bend it over. All right. right here. So she's going to do the ending because she got this, like she, she wrapping it up. Okay. Well, let me know what you think about my, my first lead on the podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> And if you have any stories that you would like for us to do, email us at watchfordeerpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at watchfordeerpodcast. Like and follow the Facebook page, Watch for Deer Podcast. And please go rate and leave a review wherever you love to listen. Keep sharing that love, everybody. You all be safe and watch, watch for deer. deer.